Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. All right. You know the intro. Say it. Um, welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, guys. <laughs> guys. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are sponsored by Establishment Coffee. You can get 25% percent? off your order using and the code... Oh, and free shipping using the code 0W25. Yeah, we never say the W though. 025. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good public service announcement for anyone who talks to me online. I get really offended when people put a space between 0 and the W. I get really offended when people say 0 without the W. Mm. And I get really offended when people don't capitalize the Z and the W. And possibly equally offended when you just capitalize the Z and not the W. <laughs> so what is acceptable? The right word. <laughs> Capital Z. Zero. Yes. It would be like me going up to Poods and be like, oh, James, I really like your Dalmatian. <laughs> it's nothing it's like that. Exactly. <laughs> so when I see someone type it differently, I'm like, that's not my brand. Maybe they don't. Maybe they leave the W out because weakness doesn't actually exist. Oh. Nah, I think it's also autocorrect. Now, nah, mine, mine's uh Is that how autocorrect works? Once you do it enough, it just starts. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, be- yeah. it becomes a word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I got to start this podcast off by issuing a formal apology. In the last episode that released, we were talking and we were talking about an inside joke and. The inside joke that uh, we were talking about, um, you know, we, we engage in banter quite a bit and we were talking about things a little bit too liberally uh, and said some stuff that um, was very easily misinterpreted as quite offensive. Uh, so thank you to the listener who pointed that out to me. Thank you to CJ for rapidly correcting that. So if you go back into the listen to the episode, you're not going to find it anyway. Uh but yeah, it's just a, it's just a reminder. It's easy to forget when we're having these conversations that people are listening to it, and sometimes yeah, we ta- we, we it's easy to take it a little bit too far. Uh, so it's always good to to have that reminder. So thank you, and we will continue to endeavor to keep this uh, uh, keep this as um, healthy as possible. <laughs> I actually forget people listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, like even for you guys, mm. you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. No. Nah. Like I you, do. you were, you, well, you know, because you, you were there with me. <laughs> no, I watched the podcast and I thought about it before you brought it up. Did you really? Yeah. Why didn't you say anything? It was just so, such a quick turnaround. Like it got uploaded. I watched it. <laughs> oh, that's testament to CJ. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Did it like, uh, did it, did we laugh or? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell, I'll remind you about it after. Yeah, yeah. Um, or say it again. Double down on it. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, no. Because like anything that we... We've had times where we've said stuff and we're like, oh, we better take that out and we take mm. it out. Uh, but it was just something that was so organic and something that was... Um, it just rolled off the tongue. And uh, like, don't get me wrong if you're listening to this. It wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't like earth shattering because, again, not, not many people would have even picked up on it. But um, yeah, we, we are genuinely here to support the lifter and provide the best lifter experience and that extends to this podcast. So uh, it's just a reminder to be mindful of what we say. 
100 percent. and i like i could have just swept this under the rug like again you guys wouldn't have even known about it for the most part and most listeners wouldn't have even known about it uh, but i'm big on owning any errors and uh, uh i'm big on talking to the people that that um talking to the people that support us and that help us be as good as we can be and so these conversations are important to have 100 mm. percent. good on you tom bro all right so nice. what are we grateful for meg i start sure I'm grateful to have the opportunity to join you guys on this podcast. That's my grateful. Uh, nice. It doesn't pay great. Yeah. <laughs> to my, in my experience. <laughs> it may not pay at all. <laughs> you wait and see. There's two pieces of bread there if you want to bite. <laughs> Vogels. Oh I bought that bread. <laughs> no, you did. James, what are you grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for... Uh, my sleep lately has been very good. Nice. Mm. What are you averaging? Probably like the last three nights I haven't gotten up once to go toilet. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've slept right through. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Are you snoring? Mm, Bridget doesn't, she hasn't said I've, uh, I've been snoring. So, do you know, I don't know, but do you guys catch yourself snoring? When, like if I don't sleep with my CPAP, I'll wake myself up. Choking and snoring, yeah. Yeah, right. Sometimes I'll be like so relaxed, I can just hear myself snoring. And I'm like, fuck, that's loud. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I know what yeah. you mean. Like you're in that yeah. half like sleep dream sort of yeah. state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that like that's that if loud. I sleep on planes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I'm grateful for my sleep lately. Nice. Nice. Mm. CJ, what do you got? I am grateful for the internet. I just, it's just made, I just, reflecting on it, it's just made life so much more convenient there's just so much that it really helps with everything that you do it's a big part of your everyday life now so big time yeah big time big time loses the optus network once <laughs> oh, i'm so grateful i'm not on optus that's why they're grateful did you see what they've done as compensation nah. no so they've op- offered all optus members 200 gigs of data as compensation oh, wow. oh that's good but the, you're optus and you didn't even know about it like you have to opt in <laughs> I need to oh, you have to like, claim it. Yeah, oh how, how big of a slap in the face is that? It's like, no, on. just give it to the customer. Yeah. Mm. What a nightmare. Yeah. Are they, they're going to be fucked now, eh? Because that's the second time in... Oh, yeah, they had the data thing. The data uh, the, breach. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's passwords got released. <laughs> license. People, my mate had to change his license. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I Like, I'm on Optus, and I didn't, I didn't have anything go down. Oh, I think great. most people would probably fall into my camp where it's like... You just can't be bothered. Mm. Like with these <laughs> things, you're just kind of locked in and you're just like, eh, whatever, mm. let it slide. Mm-hmm. It would be such a hassle. Anyway, uh, what am I grateful for? Uh, I'm I'm grateful for the pool that we have. We have a, a pool at the new place. And I don't swim. I'm not going to swim. Uh, but Jerry the dog, he loves swimming and it's <laughs> so funny watching him swim. Jerry the dog. But I've seen you guys have been getting in it every day. No, I stand on the step, so yeah. it's up to my knees. I don't go further than that. <laughs> I'll drown. You <laughs> won't. You're going to love that in summer. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the best. I prefer aircon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys got some quotes? Meg, you got a quote? No. But what do you mean? Well, I forgot this is about the podcast. The, we do a quote every week. I forgot about the quote part. But I'll, I'll make my first official one, like my trademark quote, which okay. is show up anyway. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah. Don't worry. This is what we all do. Show up anyway. <laughs> Look at these yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bridget. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? <laughs> um, the greatest hell is the person. Oh, is when the person you are meets the person you could have been. Oh. Ooh. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I like that one. Mm. Some of your best work. <laughs> My best work. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Or is um, it just in Chris your... Williamson? He was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Who's big that? Fan of, he's like some British guy that's a big time speaker, bald, real muscular dude. Muscular. Like a motivational speaker. Yeah, kind of. Kind Chris of. Williamson. You, you'd know him yeah. if you saw him. He's popping. He's all over yeah. social at the moment. But he's bald. Yeah, or is he shaved, bald? He- shaved head. Shaved yeah. head. Oh, is he kind of? Does he look like Chris Martin, like from kind Coldplay? Of, yes, yes, yeah. I, I think I've seen him. <laughs> I love that you know Chris Martin. <laughs> yeah. That's CJ's favorite band. Yeah. Are, you, are you a Tom Billu fan? I reckon no, you'd really no. like him, Tom. Tom Billu. If you look okay. up, um, wait, am I saying his name wrong? No, I'm not. Uh, if you look up a podcast called Impact Theory, oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Okay, I, I think you'd really like his stuff if you're into Chris Williams and stuff. Sweet. Uh, my one is success is not final. Failure is not fatal. Is the courage to continue that counts? Ooh. So basically, I just ripped off last week. Last week was just keep swimming. Mm. It's just the same thing. Yeah, the dory. Um. All right. So my quote is: I've got a few here, so I need to go through them. Yeah, you on stog daily again? Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he who fears death will never do anything worthy of a man who is alive. Sure, you've used that one. Yeah. Nah, they're all kind of along the same line. <laughs> they're along yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah. They all kind of sound the same. But yeah, that's my <laughs> quote. Nice. All right, what have we been up to? What have you been up to, Meg? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Can we call this a show? Yeah. You just ripped off Gooby too. Welcome, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the show. That's a show you don't want to be yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, we're about to expose you. <laughs> oh gosh. Good. Well, this is new, this is new for me. I feel a bit rusty, but I'm excited. Uh, training and. Thankfully, everything is coming together because my training has been tumultuous and really, really weird. But I had a great session the other day and I am sticking to it. I'm going to do Christmas Cup, December 2nd. Oh, That's what I've been up to. Um, Let's go. Hanging out with the dogs. Going to bed earlier. I'm used to sleeping at midnight, but um, we've been going to bed at maybe, say, 9 or 8.30. It's which too is, late. Which is crazy for me. And then waking up quite early too, like sometimes six, seven. Um, so getting used to that. But I like it. I really like it. What time do you go to bed then? My ideal is like 7.38. Me too. That's crazy. Oh. That's mm. nuts. There was a period in my household where everyone was in bed before seven. Like when we were running we were heaps. running heaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Tears, she goes to bed at like 6.30 every night. 6.37. What time does she wake up? Oh, she gets up. Uh, she used to, she doesn't anymore, but she used to be up at like, they both used to be up at like 3.30. I, I do feel better. It's just hard to do sometimes, mm. but I definitely feel better going to bed earlier. I still find it hard to, I've been getting up early forever. Do you still find it hard? To what? Get up early? Uh, no, because uh, if I use an alarm, yes. Mm-hmm. I hate waking up with an alarm. doesn't matter, matter how early or late it is. Uh, but if I wake up organically, I don't care what time it is. Mm-hmm. That's why I prefer to go to bed early because I want to wake up early, but I'll never set an alarm to wake up early just for the sake of it. Mm. Hate alarms. I can't sleep. I can't sleep if there's an alarm on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think about it. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. What have you been up to, CJ? 
Not much. Um, still kind of a bit fluey, but this is my first week back of training because I'm mm. mostly over it now off the back end of it, the <laughs> sickness. So, yeah, uh, first week back and things are actually not feeling too bad. So I'm kind of just repeating the week that I did before I got sick and, yeah, everything feels all right. Will we be seeing you on the platform at APL States? Uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If you don't, you don't want to be showing up your face around here anymore. Oh no! <laughs> I would strongly suggest you do it. <laughs> no, you should. Yeah, you should. All right, be a nice comp to hit your first eight hundred total. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> no, don't put that on me. God, yeah, it'd be easy. Three fifty, one eighty, then the deadlift to make up the rest. <laughs> Three fifty. Nice. What have I been up to? Just working. Eating lots of protein. Chugging along. Nice. It's just my average standard amount of protein. What is it? I don't know. What, what was it? It was 280 something. I think yeah. that's quite high. That is very high. It's two times my body weight. No, it's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, 280. Is yeah. that standard? No, that's very high. We calc- No, we calculated yesterday. This is standard. I think my standard is around 250. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit higher, to, higher at the moment because I'm dieting. Mm. Set that compensation level, baby. I, s- I find it so hard getting that much protein because my protein was at 220. Mm. And you're having like 400 grams of raw chicken with a meal. It gets tiresome. Maybe you should go mince. It's easier to have. Yeah, but then yeah, but then my fats were... I don't know, then mince is really more expensive. High, yeah. 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 My standard meat is like kangaroo fillet, 200 grams a day. Kangaroo mince, 500 grams a day. Uh, three protein shake uh, scoops. Then I normally have two to three scoops of protein. Um, Chibani. Mm. Wow. And then the incidental stuff from other stuff. Yeah. Do you so find it's, it's not that? So it, with that said, it's not that much food volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all right. It's still hard. What were you gonna say? Do I find what? Do you find it hard though? Like, like nah. No. Two fifty kangaroo mince per meal. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Meat's so good. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. It's the protein shakes that get me. Eh? They've started making. Uh, f- yeah, I hate, I hate whey protein. They've started to make me feel nauseous. <laughs> before, like, because you know what's coming, and you're like. Yeah, but you know, when you're younger and you get into training, you love. You yeah, go yeah. looking for all the different fancy flavors. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Do you go on water? Yeah, but if I go full cream, I don't really feel nauseous. Yeah, it's mm. the taste then that you don't yeah. like. Yeah. I, so mm. there's this high protein almond milk that I buy, and it's disgusting. Like it is so gross <laughs> if you put it in something like a coffee or try and drink it on its own. But if you put it in a shake, it kind of makes it creamy and it has no taste that comes with it. Okay. So I use that. Oh. Yeah. Low cal and high protein. Yeah. But it's so gross if you try it on anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Okay. Um, what have I been up to? Nothing. I'm injured at the moment. I yeah. How's your, how's your adductor? Very, uh, not great. Not great at all. How did you do it? Uh, jiu-jitsu. Oh, no. Yeah, so I uh, hurt my adductor last Wednesday, and yeah, it's really sore. Are mm. you willing to talk about your other addic- uh, injury, or is that off limits? Nah, that's not off limits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell the people. So I fuck, I squashed my nuts at jiu-jitsu as well, oh like, cre- like proper squashed them. Uh, Dang. Yeah. Was someone in your guard and like need or something? Yep, someone was oh in my guard, gosh. and then I just squashed them, and I felt it, and I was like, what the hell? And then 
like I, I should have. I, I thought I was told you I was going to give it another day, and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go hospital, or whatever, or the doctors to go get it checked out. And then because I crushed my nuts so hard, my nuts went like up into my stomach. Mm. Are you serious? Yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, and then like <laughs> this is probably too much information, but then the muscle around uh, your nuts, the scrotum muscle, yeah, like yeah. tightens up and. Yeah, and then my nuts were swollen and it was really fucking sore. Mm. Oh, oh so that's a proper... It yeah. was scary. I was looking it up. I thought I had like testicular torsion and things like that. I had a, oh I, I had a friend who got that, like got them tied up and had to get surgery to yeah. unwind it. It's pretty crazy. Mm. It's happened to quite a f- Apparently if you leave it long enough, they have to remove one of the testicles. Yeah, nuts. Ah. <laughs> so- <laughs> So what's like? What's the go now? I'm sweet now, but my oh, uh, adductor's just fucked. What's the gonads? <laughs> the gonads, jeez. It was sad because my mate, my like favorite training partner, he did his uh, ACL the same night. Oh, yeah, oh, like proper ACL as yeah. in surgery sort of deal. Yeah. yeah, oh man, yeah, poor guy's <sighs> fucked it. Has he already got it, or is he like on a waiting list or something? Uh, I'm not too sure. I haven't spoke to him uh, in a few days. See, this is why I don't do other things. Too dangerous. <laughs> this is why instead you load 400 on your back. Yeah, but that's safe. It's too dangerous. But CJ, he uses a gold standard technique. <laughs> that's right. Oh, when that's it's right. That's safe. There's, like no that's one's safe. No one's coming up and kicking me in the nuts while I'm squatting. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> they could, but they probably won't. Less likely than in jiu-jitsu. Oh, it's free gosh. casuals this week. You don't know who's walking through the door. <laughs> free yeah. casuals. So- did did anyone could you connect with anyone on that? As in, like, did you know anyone else who had had that same injury before? The the nuts, the nuts. Nah, I was just googling, and yeah, it's a smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was so paranoid. I'm done for. <laughs> but um, like I think I told you, I thought it was a hernia at one stage, and yeah, mm, yeah, I don't know. Nah, but yeah, crazy. Oh, yeah, but so I'm injured at the moment. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't even, I need to go, uh, yeah, we'll give it some time. You'll bounce back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've just been injured and sick this entire year. That's not true. You've had some good runs. Yeah, uh, in, uh, sporadically, very sporadically. That's all you need. Mm. That's how I've lived my life the last <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Made some progress in there somewhere. It's <laughs> good. Uh, we were talking the other day, just to change topic, Meg and I were talking the other day about people who are unreasonably strong at accessories. Who who stands out to you if I say that? Like, who's someone that really stands out to you as being really strong at accessories? Jack Barnes. Is he? Yeah. He's got a really strong RDL. He's got a strong every accessory. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so De- Declan, for me, stands out as super strong on accessories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think I could hold stack the prime chest press, even fresh. Nah, so I've been pushing it. Yeah. I'm like, th- I haven't tried... Uh, but I've done three from the stack for a set of 12. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then he goes really hard on like the chest supported row. Yeah. Mm. On everything really. Mm. He pushes hard. Oh, David Wilcock. Uh, yeah, for, I mean like he's a, he's yeah. a poster child for it. He did uh, the hack squat and did five plates aside for set of eight the other day. Yeah. And every rip was heck? every rip was the hardest rip you've ever seen in your life. Wait, how, how many set? How many uh, plates? Five each side. Yeah, see that's crazy. Mm, on the hack yeah so for me Jordo has always been super impressive especially with leg accessories yep uh same thing he did five and a half plates the other side for sets on the hack squat but i remember i was i can't remember what i was training for maybe maybe it was when i was in that equipped prep uh but 
was on the pendulum and I think we were doing four plates, uh, four plates total. Uh, and uh, four plates on that pendulum is hard as hell. Uh, and I, I think I was doing like as hard as I could a set of 10. And he was doing pause sets of five. And then just for fun, he did a pause set, set of 10. <laughs> just smoked me. Do you know who else? Uh, Laura. Oh, Laura as in Eli and Laura? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that too. Yeah, she, really? Uh, she was yeah. doing... Oh, um, yes. Remember seeing her do single leg leg press? Yes. With five plates on each side? What? Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not... Yeah. I can't even do two legs with five plates each side. Oh, my god! Because I haven't done the leg press in forever. So I asked someone, was it you, CJ? I was like, is that heavy? Yes, that's heavy. (laughs) Yeah. That's like Sue level heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And because Bridget was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Daniel's really strong on every accessory. Daniel. uh, Carpenter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, of course he is. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's interesting. It's interesting. Like, uh, it's interesting. And I'm not trying to take a dig of any of the people that we just mentioned. But to like look at the correlation between accessory strength and compound strength, because mm-hmm. I feel like I fulfilled the other direction. I feel like how strong I am on squat bench deadlift doesn't match up to how weak I am on accessories. Like, there's plenty of females that hamstring curl way more than me. <laughs> plenty. <laughs> my hips, my hip thrust would tap out at a quarter of like Megan Dana. Yeah, right. I'm I'm very selective in the accessories. I like. Yeah. Really try to progress. I maintain the yeah. only accessories I'm good at is triceps. Yeah? Everything else weak as, weak as hell. Now, you had a good overhead press. Oh, an overhead press, yeah. Yeah. How many can you do 100 with the barbell? My best is 10. 10. But that was when my bench was like 190. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. Jeez. Um, There's no, I don't even think I could do 100 for one these days on a barbell. I reckon I could do, I think I did 90 for one. I, I was actually just thinking this morning, I want to push it. Mm. I, wanna, I was thinking on my walk, I was like, uh, yeah, I think I want to push barbell overhead. I saw Alex Evans post a 140 that he did yeah. like nine years ago. I oh like the video. Do you see how he... It was a push press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was strong as hell. Yeah, and he, then he checks. He's like, yeah. who, who saw that? <laughs> <laughs> What's the most you've jerked? That? I don't think I ever have. Oh. Yeah, not properly. What? Which one's jerk? Is it overhead or just like... So that. jerks from your shoulders. Oh. So it's just, that's the, the portion. So the cleans from the ground to your mm. shoulders and then the jerk's just that part. And you mean a split jerk or just any? Any, like, any jerk. Like w- would you cat- categorize a jerk as like jumping underneath it versus a push press, just like momentum from your legs? Well, I feel like a push press is a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've jerked 120 when I was like 70 something kilos. Like I feel like a, a jerk is... You're doing a push press, but also trying to jump your body down underneath yeah. it. Yeah, got to get under it yep. really quickly. Mm. What a skill. All right. Well, uh, big fan of the show. And I, I got to meet him at the Orange Comp. His name's Gus Collier. Uh, so shout out to Gus. He, we had a good chat at that comp. We got a photo. That's cool. Uh, Gus recommended that we talk about training while pregnant. Um, and I'll disclaimer this by saying we're not experts on that. Like if you are pregnant and you're seeking training advice, my first piece of advice would be find someone who specializes in this. And there are plenty of people out there that do. Um, but I'll, I'd ask you, Meg, have you had any experience with this being predominantly a female coach? Only twice so far. And the most recent one was my client is my client, Jenny. She just had her baby and I, we would, pretty much catching up semi-regularly once every two weeks just to be able to b- 
to be able to adjust training according to the week just gone rather than, I don't know, touching base every four or six weeks because you just never know. And she just kept getting stronger. And I'd be like, don't push. And she's like, I'm not. Like, I'm really holding myself back here. And towards the end, like maybe four weeks out from giving birth, she matched her deadlift PB without a belt. That's like, to me, ideal, but I don't think that's the case for everybody. You just really don't know. Um, But she had obviously been training all the way up until falling pregnant. So again, this would never apply to someone who might be new to training, of course, or not very well versed. There's actually a there's actually a physiological reason for that. Uh, so, like, as your hormones change through pregnancy, you're geared to be more strong because oh. you're carrying another person, carrying a little person around, and you're getting ready to carry a person around uh, once once you give birth as well. And in fact, there are certain compounds like performance enhancing drugs that come from uh, that are sort of stemmed from female hormones during pregnancy. So it would have felt lighter for her. Yeah, it should have. Yeah, she should have felt stronger. So wow. I think wow. I think so Decca comes from I think Decca comes from like the hormonal profile of pregnant women. That's crazy. I could be wrong with that. I could be way off. So your client Ginny's actually cheating. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't count. She's yeah. on performance enhancing drugs. Exactly. I'll let her know. <laughs> exactly. She's pregnant. But I mean it's like you know, people say, Oh, that person's not natural because they take tests. It's like, well, your body makes tests. So technically they're more natural. <laughs> even more natural. <laughs> even more yes. natural. Even more natty. Well, now the general the general advice for training while pregnant is or for for activity while pregnant is stay as normal as possible. You're not meant to change too much. But I think there's something to be said for lifting heavy weights. Uh as in like the pursuit of peak performance is going to have to take a back seat for sure, mm-hmm. um, especially beyond uh, the latter end of the second trimester. So first two trimesters, you can stay pretty normal. Third trimester, obviously things are going to be a bit different, but plenty of people train all the way through. Yeah, Plenty of people do it. Again, seek professional advice on this. Uh, things to me would be like, obviously you're not going to try and max out. You're probably going to stop using a belt. You're probably looking to... Reduce pressure around your abdomen while there's a little baby in there. Uh, it, yeah, go. I was just going to say, it also really depends on where you are currently in your training journey or like in your fitness journey. Yeah. So someone, I'm just going to use people like uh, Bianca Daniels, yeah. uh, for example. Her training didn't really look any different besides, like you said, the reduction in maybe a little bit of load and a little bit of volume. But for the most part, it's the exact same. But she's very well trained yeah. and she's very well experienced at what she does. So, you know, it probably wasn't... Uh, Probably wasn't too much of a change for her, mm. besides the aspect of peaking for competitions and yeah. things like that. Yeah, she's not getting under two hundred kilos and, mm. and squatting it, but there's no reason why she can't do squat, bench, deadlift. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that she was widening her stance and a lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean your belly's getting in the way. You got to make some room for sure. Mm. Yeah, and um, who else? Who? Uh, Tia, Clear Tia Toomey. She just six weeks. I could be completely wrong. Six weeks postpartum. Okay. I think Bridget said, and she came second at the Rogue Invitational. Yeah, crazy. That's fucked, oh eh? Oh, my gosh. So she must have kept a really high level of fitness uh, yeah. to an extent uh, while she was pregnant, which is absolutely... Mo- but then again, she's the best in the world. Yeah. Like, she's a clear outlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the thing to remember is, like, just just stay logical. It's like, if you, if you become pregnant, you don't have to stop and sit on the couch and do nothing because we're not designed to do that. We didn't come f- this far as a species by sitting around and doing nothing. We were moving around. You know, we had to, yeah. 
we had to we had to move around we had to go from place to place we had to still find food like you you are designed to move and there's nothing wrong with doing activity again it's just like don't be chasing peak performance because it's not the time and the place to do it mm. <laughs> james is just going to the toilet i don't actually know what's next on our topic list let's have a look but yeah m my big piece of advice if you are pregnant find a lifting specialist don't just go to a gp because a gp is going to cover their ass and just basically say oh don't lift weights that's a bad idea they don't want to say lift weights and then you do something dumb and hurt yourself or the baby so find a find a coach or a specialist a physio who understands lifting and get their advice on this kind of things uh, on these kind of things oh this is a good one for you meg what's a training myth that you used to believe training or yeah training myth well you can say a diet myth if like the general fitness sphere a lot more diet ones come to mind like what i'll try to think of a training one too um diet one uh that any processed food was bad i obviously don't believe that anymore yeah obviously <laughs> oh, um obviously. what other training myths did i believe oh why did i Give me, give us an example though. Like when you say, when you say, like you thought all processed foods were bad, like, like how far did that go? It was chronic. Like it was, I was so afraid of putting on weight for one, uh, and also just like the harm that a food with chemicals could cause me that I was avoiding chewing gum, thinking about the chemicals, but also that whatever I ingest from the saliva and the chewing gum uh, would create would make me put on weight. Like it was bad. Um. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because a lot of the chemicals, like, you know, colors and stuff like this are all sourced naturally. Mm. They all come from like flowers and uh, there's, a, there's a color that comes from a beetle. Like there's a lot of the numbers that we see on the back of food labels are actually naturally sourced things. Yeah, And so it becomes, with people like you, obviously, you know, you've created in your head back then some fear around a particular thing. And it's just become true without you having understanding of how the food system works. And so many people do that. As, uh, you know, when you say ingesting chemicals, what about the chemicals that they spray on oh, I know. fruits and vegetables? Yeah. What about the naturally occurring chemicals that, you know, if I said, eat this ascorbic acid, like, oh, acid, that sounds bad or good, depending on what kind of acid you like. Um, acid, that sounds bad. It's just vitamin C. Isn't that you know? what they put on sour lollies or am I thinking something different? I'm not sure. I thought of a training one. Yeah. I was worried that doing squats and deadlifts would make my waist thick. Mm. thought that for a long time. <laughs> I remember my uh, younger well, brother. Wait, <laughs> hang on. You still avoid exercises because of that. No, no, no. Hang, okay, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> I don't. I just don't need to be doing side planks. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> because the obliques will make your abs... The other, midsection thick i just don't have the goal of having thicker obliques that's different it's not mm. because i'm afraid of it and if i'm going to do a core exercise i'll do something different how's that going for your labrum not good <laughs> <laughs> james sorry what were you going to say um i just remember my younger brother he used to wear a belt for every single exercise nice just because he didn't want his uh, and he didn't squat bench or did i oh know he didn't uh, squat or deadlift because he didn't want his waist to get blocky mm. yeah, nice. I and i did the same because he did it i was like oh yeah it looks like i'm doing that too mm. Mm. I could probably find some photos of me in like some stringer-esque singlets with a belt on, like one of those little thin yeah. harbinger belts. Please do. Hey. I'm trying to think of myths that I really believed and I'm having a hard time. Do no, you I have mean, any, CJ? I, I mean, 
I used to think deadlifts were bad for your back. Mm. Um, and here I am with an injured back <laughs> <laughs> from deadlifting. Yeah, no, no. Um, I've, yeah, I've got one. I've got one. So I remember reading in Arnold's encyclopedia about vacuum posing. Like he was big on vacuum posing. And he said a way to train vacuum poses to create a smaller waist was to walk around sucking in. And so I remember I used to walk over the Goodwill Bridge in Brisbane from South Bank to uni. And uh, I would try from the bus stop all the way to my lab that day to hold like a, a vacuum pose the whole way. I definitely believe that too because yeah. that was ingrained into us in ballet. And so even after I stopped ballet, I did it for years, not intentionally. I would just suck in walking around for years and I started to believe it because I was like, oh, I've kind of got a small waist. Maybe it is true. Mm. So I be- believed that for a long time. Is, um, <laughs> I still like, they still, f- I wouldn't say they're myths, but how many times do you like see someone you admire do something and you end up doing it yourself too. And you know there's oh. absolutely no merit to it. That's what zero programming is based <laughs> off. <laughs> just, just shit I've seen online. And you're like, oh, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh, know if this so is a myth true. or not, but I feel really good fasted. Yeah. And I always have. And I'll continue to like go through bouts of fasting whenever I'm trying to. What's fasting for you? Uh, not eating from like 8 p.m. until midday. Oh, you mean daily, not mm. like a 24-hour day? Uh, on a weekend, every now and again, I'll do like a 22-hour fast or something like that. Really? Oh, mm. Yeah, I did a 24-hour one not long ago. Um, and yeah, feel good. Mm. Mm. I prefer not to eat till later in the day mm-hmm. for the most part, especially on the weekends. I try and hold off till around lunchtime. Yeah. That's more just because I can eat more in the back end of the day then mm. without yeah. overeating. Me too. That's what I do. Mm. It's a good feeling. Um, but other myths... Training myths. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. I, like I did a lot of dumb training stuff, like training calves 45 minutes at the end of a session twice a week. Literally had no calves until I got fat anyway. <laughs> then I grew big calves. I remember, well, it, this isn't a myth. This is just dumb. But I remember one of my mates, it came up as a memory. Uh, he's like, anyone keen to do the Rich Piana six-hour arm session? Nice. And I, uh, and I wrote, if I'm free, I commented, if I'm free, bro, I'm keen. Did you do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Could you imagine six hours? Six hours of arms. That's so I don't even know what you do for six hours. <laughs> I do, uh, I don't know. I feel like arm sessions are weird because it's, I don't want to say like, because you're doing the exact same thing. There's only, you only got two options. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just going to extend your arm to do a tricep and then you're going to flex yeah. your arm to do a bicep. Or forearms, direct forearm training. I like forearm training though. That's yeah. cool. There are a couple of um, food ones that we have in our household, just by extension of my mom, that even though I don't really necessarily believe them I still maintain like for example ice water I don't drink much because she thinks room temperature or hot water is better so I'll do that which is weird because you drink plenty of iced drinks (laughs) yeah iced coffee (laughs) iced coffee yeah well now that you mentioned that like it's not a it's not a training myth but CJ you can VIX oh yeah like I still think about VIX whenever I'm sick and I'm like just like Coke do you guys have Coke Nah. No? When we're sick. Yeah. No, nah. no, no, no. No soda? No, nah, oh. only when I party. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jeez. I'm yeah, no. I, w- shots all big was I, was, I was brought up on if you were vomiting or you felt like you were going to vomit to drink Sprite. Yeah, mm. flat Sprite, eh? Um, mine was never flat. Oh, I thought it was flat Sprite. Oh. Uh, what's the point, though? I never understood why, why that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the bubbles was meant to help, so yeah, I don't know, I don't yeah. know why f- you'd have flat yeah, Sprite. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. 
Or did, yeah, the carbonated. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But y- your your mum probably did something similar. Like, but Filipinos, whenever you get sick, Vicks is the anything's wrong with you. Vicks will fix yeah. it. You know, Vicks vapor up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have a fucking. You could come home with a broken arm, and your mum would rub Vicks on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'd normally just get smacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, that too. Oh yeah, yeah and, that, and that. Wasting that too. Wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. I've been working out twelve hours a day. How do you think I feel? You know. You Sorry, mum. You know, there was an episode a while ago when I spoke about how like ethnic mums can be really uh just. They don't know what they're saying or they don't know the magnitude of like how offensive the things they're saying. Oh gosh. And I talked about the one when I said when I was really depressed yeah. and one, when my mum said, uh, your cousins are, uh, are poor and they don't want to kill themselves. Yeah. Um, so many people messaged about that one, eh? Same, <laughs> like, like, yeah, similar things with yeah. their like ethnic parents. Like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. Something my mum used to do if I had like a real bad fever is that she'd make me like sleep with a billion blankets on. Really? So I'd sweat throughout the night. To sweat it out? Yeah. Did it work? I can't think of anything worse. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'd always feel better the next day. But I don't know if it's just because I slept. like, and just Or you just it. got better? Yeah, or I just got better. But yeah, she's like, you, you got to, you know, sweat. Sweat it all out. Sweat out the, the fever. Get your body really hot. I wonder. But it's so hard to sleep. Mm. I can't remember. I, like I was obviously joking about mum before. I can't remember what we used to do as kids. I know we had a nebulizer because mm. we all that? we all had real bad asthma. It's like a kind of like a CPAP. Okay. You know how people have puffers? Yeah. It's like a CPAP, and it puts that sort of medicine through your lungs. We all, oh. me and my brothers, always had like bronchitis or pneumonia, and we were always constantly on this like uh, nebulizer thing. Mm. But my, I moved to live with my dad when I was thirteen, and he was um, apple cider vinegar fixed every single problem known to mankind. Wait, I used to. Did you used to do that? Apple cider vinegar in the morning? No, I tried it once because he told me I was sick or something. He's like, "You need to try this," and I was like, "This is foul," and I never <laughs> yeah, did it again. It's foul. I used to do it every morning, like a little phase, a little health shot. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Like on an empty stomach before you had it. Yeah, with warm yet. water. Yeah. Did it mm. help or like? Did you find it? Like, I don't difference? know. The the internet uh, said it was good, so I did it. Yeah. When we got, well, Meg got really sick uh, at Will's wedding. Yeah. You know, that weekend. Mm. Uh, she was. I got really sick that weekend too. She was dying. She was dying. And Dana gave us these herb things, like something a naturopath made up for sickness. And it was the most foul thing I've ever it's, experienced. It was disgusting. And I found out later on because I told her how much I hated it. And I was like, there was licorice root in it. And she said that the naturopath added in the licorice root, not for its healing properties, but to help with the taste. Oh, no. And I hate licorice more than anything. Anything. So I, I'm okay with, like, bad tastes with medicine and stuff. I don't mind putting stuff in my mouth like that, but, like, I was dreading it. Yeah? yeah? And I don't know why I was taking it either. I wasn't that sick. <laughs> yeah, <what were> you? <laughs> moral support. Yeah, moral support. Oh, yeah. it was so bad, but, but it, it worked. Was, it was powerful. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it worked by the mechanism of making making you hate life so much. <laughs> it took your but mind off the sickness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just like, life is better without this in my mouth. <laughs> and it stuck in your mouth for like half an hour as well. Mm. So bad. Lingered. Oh. There's a myth I want to know about because I actually don't, I kind of believe it, but I don't know if it's true. Is it bad to have coffee first thing on an empty stomach, like when you wake up before having like a sip of water or something like that? Bad for what? Cortisol. 
I don't know. I read something. I mean, it's gonna, it's a big hit of caffeine. It's going to spike a lot of that stuff. Mm. But I don't, know. I don't know. I've heard both. Yeah. I've heard well, like it, it's good for like some say it's good for your metabolism to have it first thing in the morning. Some people say you should wait before That's putting caffeine. That's what I see a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think it's one of these things where it's so minimal it doesn't actually matter mm. Mm. like what's bad for you cortisol stressing about your whole entire life not mm. a little coffee here and there mm. i used to really drink like the andrew huberman kool-aid and you know try like optimize my mornings and well, you can't sun your nuts anymore they've gone up <laughs> into your body <laughs> so throw that one out yeah, the window just take my shirt off <laughs> <laughs> sun your belly nut. <laughs> but you know and i'd like you know, you created all these little habits in the morning. And I was like, I just made my mornings way more chaotic than they were. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's like, um, well, the things I do now is I try not to go on my phone as soon as I wake up. Yeah. That's like an easy one, but I didn't need to get up and, you know, maybe in that served a purpose at that point in my life where I was getting up and, you know, doing a little meditation on the car map and things like that. But I'm like, mm. now I look back, I'm like, that was so much more stressful. Mm. For me, for you me. were selling it to me too. You're like, Meg, you got to get onto this. I app. know, I know. And then I was like, Wait, I'm good. <laughs> you're a, you're an evangelist of anything you love at the time, though. Yeah, yeah, I really am. I think that's a nice trait. Yeah, yeah. It's very chaotic too, though, because be like, Oh, Henny, do you? Oh, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, you were so into it. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I was. That's how I, that's how I am to my friend Gam. Like, I'd be like, You have to try this, but my stamp of approval. For her, it means nothing anymore <laughs> because it's something new every week. It's nothing. To her. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like what? What's an Everything. example? Everything. Like I'd be like, you got to try this sunscreen. You got to try this drink. You got to watch this show. And she just, she takes it with a very heavy dose of salt. <laughs> <laughs> What's that with training? Like that's how we got onto this conversation anyway. Like training things that we see that we, we copy because you do that a lot in your training see stuff and copy it i just like to try everything yeah. because i don't think there's any bad exercises at all i like that mm. i feel like i don't get exposed enough to other training that anymore mm. as in, like i don't i don't see i don't really pay attention to what i see a lot of squat bench deadlift and not a lot of other things to get creative about mm. i probably have a bit more motivation to like so i see scott from effectus every now and then and I pick his brain for like an hour about little things because a lot of my clients don't have SPD problems. They have like, I can't feel my glutes like this problem. Mm. And so I, I think I have more incentive to just try every leg ex exercise mm. or every single leg exercise. Mm. Yeah, I yeah I do that with training all the time. I'll watch Olympic weightlifters for a whole week and all of a sudden I'm training like a Chinese <laughs> Olympic weightlifter. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've already thought about my workout today because I saw a, a wrestler do it on YouTube last night. Nice. A uh, wrestler. I think there's big benefit, especially with like strength and conditioning clients, like uh, playing around with different or, or more gen poppy sort of clients, just playing around with different stuff, having a bit of fun, just trialing different things out because pretty much anything's going to work with people at that scale. Uh, I'm very careful about changing things up for powerlifters uh, just because, you know, we've got our tried and true methods. Uh, but I'll, I'll throw some variety in there every now and again. Mm. I like it just um, <clears throat> for two reasons. I like being able to have this conversation with anyone. Mm -hmm. I can talk a lot about training because I've tried so many things and I've watched so many things. Yep. I follow so many different people uh, within the space that all have like, you know, polarizing 
or complete opposite views. Yeah. But I like understand a lot of the methods and principles people use. So I think it's cool in that sense. Like I can talk about it and be like, oh no, I understand why you do that, and yeah. we could try it this way. Or like it's fun with uh like I haven't got anyone at the moment, but like S and C clients, uh you know in the off season. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just adds a lot of variety to the training and it's fun, makes it enjoyable, makes the hour... Because you can imagine for a lot of those uh, professional athletes, the gym's a chore. They do it because they have to. They don't mm. give a fuck about the gym. Yeah. So if you can get them in here for an hour, 45 minutes and enjoy their time in here and yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, your sessions look fun. Yeah. The stuff you do, like the jumping over the yeah. hurdles, throwing the ball, like that all looks really fun. Yeah, even like doing like, you know, I had like some... You know, our boys doing box squats, like quite high box squats. I wouldn't get any powerlifters to do that. Uh, they don't need oh. to do that. But for him, you know, it's a uh, powerlifters already squat that high. I was going to say, <laughs> Stop. They I, saw so you, so I saw mean. your face. You knew it. So you knew mean. it. We're in our there, guys. Uh, I saw your face. That's, 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 that's bad. That's bad. Uh, uh, so, yeah, like, yeah, no, it's fun. No, what you just said is really important though, like having tried a whole bunch of stuff. I feel like that's where a big part of the strength of my coaching is, is that very few coaches have had, let alone the experience of trying it on themselves. I've had the experience of trying pretty much every method on a whole bunch of clients. And so not only do I know how it feels for myself, but I know how it'll express itself in people of different sporting backgrounds or different builds or different injury profiles. Uh, and it gives you a lot of foresight to be able to have a conversation with a, a prospective client or a, a current client and be like, oh, so you're experiencing this because of this uh, before they even bring it up. And they're like, well, yeah, how did you know that? It's just like, because we've done it a million times. Mm. One thing as well with that, like what I used to do, especially with S&C, because I've never really had like a, for powerlifting, I've had you as my like mentor the whole time I've been in it. Mm. So it was very easy for me to come to you with something and you justify uh like your thought process or you know give me some context behind why i'm thinking the way i am about certain things but snc it's been very like on my own i've had a mm. few mentoring calls here and there but it's been like me picking up things myself so i used to let snc coaches dictate the way i thought about things so i remember there was one period i used to get people to uh you stick the landing and then in essence, it was a massive thing about like, oh, why would you get them to stick their landing? Like sports are chaotic. They can't decide how they're going to land. And I was like, oh, fuck, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm embarrassed I'm doing that. You know, because I've heard people like people that I looked up to like Angus and mm. Will Rattel and that uh, talk about that. And then like, I don't know, I just had one day I was like, wait, why am I letting their, it's just their opinions mm -hmm. uh, dictate my thought process? Because now I'm like, no, I actually think that's really good being able to stick the landing. Um, sports are chaotic and you can't predict how you can land, but you can, I don't know. I think it's cool to be able to stop on a dime and control your body, you know, when you're moving at crazy amounts of speed or things like that. Exactly. Yeah. They get that chaotic exposure and they're training outside of the gym. Mm. Like we, we can control a lot more variables inside of the gym. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's merit to both ways of thinking, but at the end of the day, most coaches are just making shit up as they go along. Yeah. yeah. And it is so easy to be influenced by other people and what they say. You know, just like any debate in, in, uh, powerlifting coaching rpe or percentage uh high frequency or low frequency high volume low volume lots of accessories no accessories it's very easy to look at what you're doing see it different to someone else but i guarantee there's someone who's doing something similar to you that's also getting great results mm. uh, and so you have to kind of stick to your guns and stick to what's working in front of you because there might be some other factors involved or and this is probably the case most of the time the results that you think people are getting are probably not as powerful as what they project them to be. 
because I feel like people that go down these alternative routes of, uh, you know, training methods, they're already well trained. So like Tom Bro, at the moment, you love percentage, at the moment, you know, you love percentage based training. We all do. But if you decided to do a whole year of RPE training, you're still going to get stronger. Sure. And you're not going to go, wow, RPE is actually way better. It yeah. got me way stronger. It's like, no, you trained another year. Yeah. Mm. You had another 52 weeks of training. Yeah. And you knew how to drive that vehicle. Yeah. Like you could do it without being silly. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Where are we up to? All right. Well, maybe jump to some of those this or that's and finish up with this, with, with that, with right. this or that. All right. Would you <laughs> rather's? These are would you rather's. Bridget normally does this, but she's a little bit under the weather. So I put together some really quickly. Would you rather have a personal maid or chef? Maid. Why? Because Thomas you, cooks really well. Yeah, Tom Brady, you're a gun cooker. Yeah, he is. Personal maid or chef? I'm going to say maid. You love cooking. Yeah, that's why. Mm. I yeah. enjoy cooking. Yeah, maid. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say maid. You cook spicy food. Yeah, no one likes cleaning, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no one likes cleaning. <laughs> yeah, personal maid. All right. Uh, would you rather solve world hunger or global warming? World well, hunger. World hunger. Hundred. Yeah. That's an easy one. Uh, would you rather have telekinesis? Wait, on that, have you guys seen that there's controversy around Mr. Beast putting up the hundred wells in Africa? No. no. Hundred what in Africa? Uh, wells, water. He went to 100 places in Africa. And What's the controversy? There, how could there possibly be controversy? Because oh, there's always some a bunch of dickheads that are like, you know, oh, this is highlighting him. This is all about him. Making like, him look like the good guy. Yeah. And it's like, well, if he doesn't publish it, uh, him publishing it gets him more views, gets him more money to do yeah. more stuff like that. Mm -hmm. mm. There's a difference. I think a lot of people do do virtue signaling and like film themselves giving a homeless person 20 bucks. Like that is true virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah, Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> Just give the money away because you want to or give groceries yeah, away because yeah, yeah. you want to. No one needs to know about that. But something on that scale, um, I think also that one of the, one of the governments was pissed off because like he came in and did a bunch of stuff that they've been promising for a decade. Mm. And it's like, oh. well, that's what happens with corrupt governments. Yeah. They, they funnel the money out and they don't do And it's like, how could there be any controversy around someone genuinely going around yeah. and changing people's lives? Like what he's yeah. doing is awesome. Mm. Remember when he uh, fixed like a thousand the, people's the eyes? Yeah, same oh. thing happened. Mm. Exactly the same thing happened. There's always going to be some negative Nancy. And it's like, I, I think he's amazing. Mm. Yeah. The fact that some YouTube kid has more powerful, uh, more power than most governments on earth is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when Akon got solar power in uh, somewhere in Africa. Mm. And then he was like, his car got rammed off the road and there was all this crazy stuff happening. Like, what, what, So mm. what do you mean? I don't know any of this. Oh, it's you'll have to look it up. I I'm, I'm, might be speaking a little bit out of like context, but he, so the general gist of it is he gave so much, he created all these solar power things somewhere in Africa to give people power. Yeah. And obviously the government didn't like it or someone higher up didn't like it and they were pretty much trying to get him killed. In wow. Africa or yeah. in America? In Africa. You're wild. Yeah. Just for doing some, you know, something good. Yeah. Some philanthropy. Crazy. Jeez. Anyway. Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind, or telepathy, the ability to read minds? The first one. Yeah. Yeah, first one. I don't want to know what people are thinking. Yeah, fuck. Imagine the head noise of that. No mm. way. Mm. How cool would that be to move things with insane. your mind? Yeah. That would be a yeah. punishment. Yeah. yeah, it actually would be. Mm. Yeah. What would you move? What would be the first thing you'd do? Oh, I'd know what I'd do. Laziest person in the world. 
<laughs> this morning I was trying to get Jerry to get my shoes for me for our morning. Well, I was like, Jerry, get my shoes, get my shoes. What, what are you going to move first? I was going to do something wild and be like to you guys, fuck, I reckon I can squat 300. And you guys would be like, what the fuck? No, you can't. Without like, getting under the bar. No. Move it while it's on your back. Yeah, I'd move it while it's on my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys would be like, whoa. I'd do like a split squat or something. A pistol <laughs> squat. It's, it's quite sad that of all the things you could do, <laughs> that's, that's what you go to. It's not, but I just thought it'd be wild. It'd be funny as. It would be very cool. Uh, but to be fair, all the things I was thinking of to do first is like trolling people. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, would you rather experience the beginning of the universe or witness the end? The end. Beginning. I go beginning. Beginning would be cool. <gasps> CJ. All right. Deeper. As what if? if you, sorry. As if you don't want to know the beginning, Thomas. It's all you speculate about. <laughs> Me? Yes. As if you like, when do I speculate about this? Like, oh, like they say that it started this year, but it was actually this year. That's not what I talk about. <laughs> I talk about ancient civilizations. Yeah. All right, CJ. Ro- would it, so what if so if you got to witness the beginning and uh-huh. then you found out, you're like, wait, Jesus. Like, if imagine if you went back, yeah, would yeah. it change your faith? Whoa, that's a really good one. Like, because would you like if I was like you, bro? I've got this portal. You can go back and check to see what the start was. And then if you went back and you saw Jesus wasn't real, would you come back? Oh, yeah. If Jesus wasn't real, yeah. yeah. Well, because it is based off faith. Yeah. Yeah? Do you yeah, know yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. If Jesus wasn't real yeah. and he never walked the earth, yeah, I for sure would go back on my faith. Yeah. Oh, so you would go back yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. that'll be a hard one, eh? I, I think yeah. it's much easier to believe and not, I'm not saying this as like positively or negatively charged. Mm. It's much easier to believe in a creator than the fact that there was just nothing and then there was something. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Much more logical and easier to believe. Mm. And again, I'm not debating the beginnings of the universe or, or anything like that, but like when you when you zoom out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got – that question sounds weird for me. I'm not like – me and CJ always talk about religion and mm. – Yeah. Um. Would you rather live in a world where it rains different substances every day or a world where gravity randomly shifts directions? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what? That's, man. Would one of the substances be chocolate milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That'd oak. be a good day. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that, that could, could be so dangerous if gravity just pulled one way. Yeah, no, nah, I'm going to so rain for mm, sure. But yeah, then, what, like, what if it's raining like... Acid. acid. I was yeah. going to say. It's th- melting. Wait, this which is one kind of acid? This is, the one <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those like fears. You know, like quicksand? You're scared mm. of it from a kid? Yeah. You're, like you're scared. You, you, even at the beach, you're like, I might get swallowed today. This <laughs> might be it. Acid rain's always been a thing for me as well. Like it starts raining. I'm like, I wonder if it's safe. <laughs> I wonder if it's safe. <laughs> you, know, you hear about acid rain. Like if you actually Google as an adult what acid rain is and the likelihood of it happening and where it happens, we've got nothing to fear. But <laughs> Has it actually happened? Yeah, acid rain's a real thing. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, just like quicksand's a real thing. But yeah, the likelihood right. of you stepping in quicksand <laughs> yeah. at, at Burley Heads <laughs> is, pro- is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, would you rather get... $10 million right now or get a million dollars a year for the next 10 years? Oh. 10 Probably million now. I got yeah. 10 now. Yeah, mm-hmm. invest, baby. Nice, nice. Yeah. 
Uh, I'd probably go a million a year. Why? Don't know. Just be different. Yeah, no, like, I don't know. I thought about it before. I was like, I don't know. I'm just thinking more like a million dollars would be less each year. Mm. Well, does this sound weird, but I don't want my life to drastically change. But I was like, nah, like, I don't want, I don't know. You know how they say most people who win the lottery run out of the money in like two, three years? Yeah. And they're left with nothing? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It's actually very common. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. Eh? I know. It it's seems like, such an oxymoron. <laughs> pull your head in. <laughs> <laughs> pull your head in. You're $10 million. Yeah. How'd you spend it? Yeah, but think, yeah. like people people who are bad with money are bad with money regardless of how much money there is. Mm. Mm. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like someone someone who's bad with money on a $60,000 a year salary is still, if they live paycheck to paycheck, they'll still live paycheck to paycheck on one hundred and twenty grand. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. they just see that as a resource. It's coming in and it's like, I can buy things. And so when people make more money, they're just like, I can buy nicer things. Mm. Or they're idiots and they're like, I can open another zero. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I did though, there'd be signs. <laughs> there'd be some signs. You'd know. You'd yeah. know. You'd know. <laughs> I've gold yeah. teeth. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Uh, bro, I want gold teeth. I want that really? one gold. Yeah. Oh, well, just one gold, yeah. not a whole. Nah. Which one? Yeah. That one. Oh. How much does a gold tooth even cost? Um, I've looked into it. There's I wonder if Belle could hook you up. Who's that? Benny's wife. Oh, yeah. That's what she does, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. Might have gold tooth soon. I guess he comes with like diamond grills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Twist your quads, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that's us. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Give us five stars. Miss you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more. Thank you.